106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Our lady of blessed acceleration, don't fail me now. It's time for Drive Radio, presented by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Whether you need help diagnosing a problem. I want to ask you a bunch of questions. I want to have them answered immediately. Or just want to learn about all things automotive. Hey, how exactly does a positive track rear on a Plymouth work? It just does. Then you've come to the right place. So start your engines, buckle up, and get ready to ride. Drive Radio starts now on KLZ 560 The Source. And good morning. This is Dennis. I'm filling in for John Rush today. And we have a full house. Today's the day to call in if you have questions. We got enough brain power here to make it work. We probably got over 100 years of of experience here right now. Oh, easily. Easily. We got Jeff from JC. Yep. JC's British and 4x4. We got Ken Rackley from ToonTech. Yep. And we got Steve from Geno's. Thank you. Good morning. And Dennis from formerly from Extreme Auto Repair. There we go. All right. So formerly. If you have any questions, today's the day to call in, 303-477-5600. We could probably answer almost any question you got today. That's right. Where else go find it? And then we got Larry behind the glass and Charlie, our producer. So love to have you guys call in. Um, I didn't really put too much today, together today because I figured I had two of you here, but I didn't know Jeff was coming in. That's great. Yeah, it was kind of a last-minute change in schedule, but That's here fine. I am. Well, I appreciate good. it. Yeah. I appreciate it. So any any New Year's uh, resolutions you're going to do this year? I never do. You know, no, I, just, I don't either. I just, I just plan and, you know, and just carry stuff out <clears> as it goes <laughs> it used to be the the business would dictate what you're gonna, right, uh, right. Yeah. Year's gonna yep. be yeah <laughs> yeah yeah things that would change or something anything you're going to do to the shop uh you know no real plans there's some equipment and stuff that i'm going to get and yeah. you know just to kind of keep updated with everything so yeah that's the biggest plan there so jeff yeah i got uh the big news um i closed on a new building on the 30th so we're expanding our facility and we've probably got about six months of construction and then we're going to have a, a second facility set up, so oh, that's good. going to be a really big year In the for same us. location? Um, close close down the road, about a mile and a half, two miles down the road, we're going to have a, a new, like, 15,000-square-foot facility. Nice. Oh, cool. So That'll we'll, be nice. We'll focus our general service there, and then my currently, uh, the corner building, for those of us, uh, those that know us, um, the newer setup corner building will be strictly to the rest of world defenders, any defender, anything over about 15, 20 years old. We're going to focus on the older cars there. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, that'll be our custom kind of four by four shop fabrication, that kind of side of things. So that's okay. good to know. Yeah. Steve? That exciting to me? No, I'm just... <laughs> just hanging out, just <laughs> paying bills. I was actually just listening to these guys. I wasn't really sure about what I'm doing. <laughs> hanging on, right? Oh, no. Yeah. No. no, there's always something. Yeah. No, we're t- we, have you been thinking about doing the headlight aim? What do we not the headlight? The uh, ADAS, the uh, uh, lane departure stuff, and you know with the windshields. I haven't really looked too much into that. That's something I'm kind of thinking about, but yeah, yeah. haven't really had a lot of demand for that. Yeah, so I, as of so far, the so problem is so. we always end up getting these things too early. But it, I know the Novus yeah. Glass guys do it, so right. we have an option. But you know, right. we feel like that. Where do we jump it's, in? Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, the next it, step I've, coming. I've heard, you know, <laughs> definitely like kind of the collision shops. I think are dedicating the because that takes like a dedicated closed room almost, from what I've yeah. heard. Yeah, that's so uh, it's uh, a it's a big deal to to dial in all that stuff. That's what I was thinking about doing in my garage at home yeah. again. Just Since I moved the alignment rack out, I thought I might try something like that. 
Just to keep yourself busy or what? <laughs> just to stay out of trouble. Yeah. Just, do like it, just do it out back against yeah. a neighbor's yeah. building. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> it work. Yeah. Yeah. Sound like yeah, but, me. Uh, I, I always try to take on too many things, yeah. and then and then Pam goes, I think you should get a job. I go, why? She goes, you're busier now than you were when you had the shop. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe you should go buy it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So if you have any questions, uh, give us a call, 303-477-5600. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, first of the new year here and. uh yeah. yeah, yeah, this is great. You know, the weather's been great, and yep. you know, get out and do stuff outside, and even clean the car, and it's going to last a while. So yeah, because I don't think we're going to get any weather, are we? Nothing coming up that I've seen recent or soon. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, unfortunately, but fortunately, yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, give us a call because Larry's just standing around walking back and forth. He looks a little nervous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, give him a call. Get him busy here. We'd love to have a. I mean, you got the today's the day to call in. That's you right. got four of us here that can answer questions and stuff. That's right. Anything from a well, maybe not the electric car so much. Yeah, well, a little bit. There's not much we do to them. No, really. Yeah, because they not, um, not much. they pretty much stay in the dealership because uh, they yeah. warranty everything. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. yeah, that's the the one thing about them. So, are the British cars going to be going more electric, like Land Rovers? That yeah, they're they're doing the same thing. Um, they've been doing, you know, working towards the the hybrid yeah. style stuff. I mean, as much as Land Rover tends to definitely push the technology, um, you know, they're they're pushing technology usually like four wheel drive style of the drive trains, right. drive trains. Um, but they're definitely moving towards the the hybrids, the the gas cars. I kind of look at it, they usually. I think on the drivetrain side of things, we'll look at, you know, following the trend, usually a couple years behind, at least in the U.S. Sure. But, yeah. Makes uh, sense. Um, You're getting a lot of business right now with... We've stayed busy throughout the year. Um, Have you? A lot, of, a lot of more builds and rest of world trucks coming through, so I don't know if, you know people just have play money somehow, or they're bored sitting at home and buying cars on eBay. I, I couldn't tell <laughs> you, um, but we've stayed busy. Really? Good for you. Well, I I definitely get some calls for, you know, for Land Rover and stuff like that. And and glad I have somebody to refer them to now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. because, yeah, it's just one of those things. They're a little bit, you know, European is just a little bit more so on the specialty. It's it's just a different mentality. You know, it's like if you were a, you know, Japanese specialist shop and you have a German car roll through, your your mindset changes. Yeah, right. Even, you know, the nuts and bolts is technically just nuts and bolts, but somehow it's why they used the certain fastener that they did or You're right. you know, different mentality. Sure. Yeah, or the way they hook everything up is different. And, yeah. 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 All right, we do have a phone call coming in. Jim from uh, Denver. How you doing, Jim? I'm well, thanks. Happy New Year to you guys. Well, Happy New Year. Hey, I've got a, a uh, 2011 E350 Ford van, and uh, how about that for a redundancy? <laughs> anyway, it's been converted to four-wheel drive. And I, it's getting the springs are getting tired. It's got about eighty thousand miles on it, and I'd like to put some new rear springs on it. Now it has a two-inch lift, and I've been studying up on the Ford springs, uh, you know, stock springs, and I think I can take the lift, uh, the lift bar or whatever you call it, out and take the, the stock uh, lightweight springs and put in a heavier pack, like a nine-leaf pack maybe or a seven-leaf pack. And to be able to get, keep that two-inch lift without the lift block. Is that correct? Does that sound like my thinking is sound? 
Oh, as, sure. As point at me. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, what you could do is you could take your old springs and take them down to, uh, I think it's Denver Spring, and tell them what you want to do, and they'll rebuild those for you and re-arc oh, them and everything. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, and well, I think it might be cheaper might be. than buying the springs themselves. That or t- yeah, and well, tell them what you got going on. Yeah, just tell them what you, what you got do. going on that you this is what you got and oh. and uh, you just take off the leaf springs and take them down there and they'll they'll re-arc them and fix them and and everything. I've done that. We've done that lots of times at Extreme. Uh, fix so I'm going to be riding. I'm going to be riding right on the axle and as I drive it down there without the springs on it. Oh well, yeah, I'm you know. Well, you could take it to a shop and have them take it off, and, and it's an adventure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 There you go. That's yeah. I got this rig for adventure. But anyway, they they're usually uh, pretty quick about turnaround too. Um, I've not used them at all. I'm so most of everything I do is coil sprung. So yeah, <laughs> oh, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, we used to do that because I had tow trucks that um, the leaf springs cracked on, and I had to have them done. And I took them down there, rearmed them. They got them back real quick and did a great job. And that's actually as good or better than uh, buying a new spring. But yeah. Oh, totally. I'll be darned. It's yeah. built for the application, actually. I'm not sure. No, no. I'm actually on their website, and they are closed today. Yeah. The the thing about them though is is like Ken just said they built it for they'll build it for your application because they might say well that other set of springs might not work as good let's do this and yeah. and they'll be able to help you out oh. with that you just tell them what you're trying to do, and and yeah. they'll be able to help you. That's exactly what I need is that is that advice. All right, thank you for your advice, guys. You bet. Talk to you next time. Bye bye. Bye bye, Jim. Have a good day. All right, with that we got three lines open three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. Um, so you guys, I mean, obviously the British cars, they use the coil. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much everything's coil yeah. or air. Uh, yeah. almost all the new yeah. stuff's air suspension, which is awesome because you, no matter how much stuff you throw in the back of the vehicle, yeah. it's yeah. level. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's what I put on my, my truck is I put the airbags yep. in the back and it, it's really nice cause I can air it up or let it down. And then I can tow my boat or my trailer or yeah. whatever I tow, I can make it level. Do you have the auto compressor on there now, or do you no. have to manually do it? I manually do that it. That auto mind. compressor is nice. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. yeah, we got that on, on my fiance's Ram. So oh, okay. you just yeah. adjust it for the pressures. Yeah. It's it's all wireless. Yeah. It's, I'll yeah, do that on my new It's truck, inexpensive. There you go. <laughs> I don't want to spend the money now. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. that's, you know, it's fairly inexpensive. Yeah. yeah. The airlift system. I like what they talk about on the new trucks where the the – the truck will with the air, you know pickups with the air assist in the rear they'll actually lower it so you can hook it up to the tongue and then it'll yeah. self raise yeah, right yeah uh-huh. I mean, the systems out there are just incredible yeah yeah hey let's yeah. let's talk about that after this break let's take a quick break you're listening jeff from jc's we're JC's listening british yep yep and we're listening from ken from tune tech yep. and steve from genos uh okay. you're listening to drive radio on klz 560 napa know-how Napa guy knows not to judge a man by his car's multicolored paint job or absence of modern gadgetry. Who cares if it's technically old enough to vote and the windows are powered by the strength of your left arm? Your monthly payment is zero, and it'll stay that way. Because with over 500,000 parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep anything on the road. She may not be pretty, but she's all yours. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Rates are like a roller coaster lately. Are you concerned about the future and how to protect your home? Do you want to become mortgage safe? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage. With home values still at their highest level ever and rates at historic lows, now may be the best time to be prepared if the economy changes. Last time many of our friends lost their home when it was unnecessary. 
take AIM, 720-895-0500. Many of our clients have the ability to tap their equity should the economy change, all without having to borrow the money now. We can show you how to access your equity in these uncertain times to give you peace of mind and allow you to focus on what's important, your family. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage at 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. We are locally owned and operated since 2001. Our reputation of putting you first with straight answers and listening are unmatched in Colorado. Let us help you protect your home. Take AIM, 720-895-0500, where it's all about you. Here are the three C's of high performance in less than 60 seconds. Your engine piston rings must have good compression, which makes good combustion, which saves cash at the pump. But you lose compression when piston rings clog with carbon. Today's engines use low tension rings, which clog much easier, which lowers compression, combustion, and the amount of cash in your pocket with higher fuel cost and expensive repairs. This problem can be fixed as fast as your next oil change. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine and accomplishes the three C's in just 15 minutes. It has three letters, E, PR, as in engine performance restoration that cleans piston rings and restores compression, which increases and saves you. Find a shop with BG products BG. at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. So, at your next oil change, remember the three C's. You'll find more of this in your engine and this in your pocket when you clean your engine with BG. Hi, this is Scott Watley for my friends at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. And not just my friends, but truly, the staff at Lone Tree feels like part of our family. Since 2002, they have provided the very best care for our pets. What we love about Lone Tree Vet is the services they provide covers all of our needs. From preventative care, dentistry, pain management, cardiology, dermatology, and eye care, as well as emergency and critical care. They also offer veterinary surgery and orthopedic care. And when you need to get away, they have a fantastic boarding lodge and a cat boarding lodge that is amazing. If your pet gets to go along, they can even assist you with your travel health certificates. And when your dog needs a little extra instruction, check out the K9 Academy. They helped us so much when we got a new puppy last year. And then of course, there is a spectacular grooming salon that you and your pet will love. All of this and more at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center. Oh, and check out the blogs to help you become a better parent at LoneTreeVet.com. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, they believe that all pets deserve to have a good life. Call 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. It's just one stop and all the care you need. All right, we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. we got a couple lines open, 303-477-5600. Um, we were just talking about um, trailering things, you know, and airbags on the back of your truck and stuff. And JC, you were saying, or yeah, Jeff, you were saying that um, there's a hitch now that you can get that has a leveling. It's, it's got the scale built into the, to the tongue of the hitch so that when you hook up your trailer, you know how much tongue weight you have. So you good. can really set that correct load yeah. so that you have, you know, not the right amount of weight, not too much weight, not yeah. trying to lift the back of your truck off the ground, which yeah. is probably the single worst way to do it. But Yeah, right. And there is, like you said, there's a YouTube deal uh, that you can watch, a YouTube video that you can watch on how trailering works. Yeah. But it's very important that you have that level. 
that you're that the weight is equal in the back as it is in the front of the truck you know on the t- on the on the tongue you want to call it or yeah. you know if they have a fifth wheel sometimes they don't hook that up right either yeah, right. you know and if you see it you know you can you know what i'd like to do is take a the the heat guns and i like to point at my axles as i'm driving down the road later after i pull over i'll pull i'll sure. check it and make sure nothing's getting too hot and that that's mm-hmm. the same temperature right but i like to keep it level you know oh, yeah. and that's that's where you need to be yeah for better yeah. braking and handling and yeah. stability and otherwise you're going to be being picked up by a tow truck because yeah. they can get squirrely on you if you're not hooking them up right oh. yeah yeah especially get, in the mountains you get a little wind yeah and then oh yeah right and then it's all over it's done yeah so, yeah. yeah so we do have a caller from jerry from Greeley. how you doing jerry good morning good morning i um i was hoping to follow up on a call i made six months ago um at that time i was asking if anybody had any advice about a um i, I got a bogus citation for failure to yield to a pedestrian in a crosswalk and um Anyway, I, I beat the ticket, and I learned a lot along the way, and I thought the listeners might find some of it interesting. Well, go ahead. But uh, what, what actually happened was uh, I was approaching a crosswalk, a pedestrian, they call bicyclists pedestrians in crosswalks. Right. And this bicyclist rode across in front of me. He was completely off on the other side of the road by the time I got there, crossing from my right to my left and then there was another bicyclist who just stopped on the right side and just was standing there you know straddling his bike waiting he wasn't even trying to enter the crosswalk so I drove on through and an officer pulled me over and gave me a ticket uh, even though nobody came even anywhere close to getting hit or anything like that and um, the officer was pretty adamant and um, there was a flashing yellow light attached to a, a sign indicating the crosswalk, and, and she seemed convinced that that yellow light should have been treated like a red light. She said, didn't you see that yellow light? I explained to her, well, that just means caution, and I was cautious, and I wasn't legally required to stop, but she was she was pretty rude, actually, and, and gave me the ticket, and um, so... You know, after a couple of months, I got a letter from the, uh, the court saying, well, they would uh, accept a plea bargain down to defective vehicle. Uh, it would still be the same $65, uh, but instead of four points, it would only be two points. And um, I talked to a lawyer because I, you know, I, w- I was upset because I hadn't done anything wrong, but I was still worried, so I was considering the plea bargain. Um uh, and the lawyer advised me that um, no matter what, uh, even if I had 100% rock-solid evidence that, that I hadn't violated the law, that I, I just might get a judge who would, who would automatically find me guilty no matter what. And um, yep. So, yeah, I was, I was debating. But, well, I was really fortunate. Uh, one of my neighbors is a retired police officer who spent some time on traffic duty and he told me, he said, well, you need to go get a copy of the officer's notes. And I, I didn't know what he was talking about. He said, yeah, most people don't realize that besides the carbon copy that you get at the time you get the citation, that the officer goes back to their department and files a, a page or two of notes. Uh, I guess, well, that's just what they do. And uh, so I went 
this, this was in Windsor, Colorado, that I, I got the citation. So I went back to Windsor, got a copy of the officer's notes, and uh, on there the officer incorrectly described the whole incident. Made, you know, the way she wrote it up made it sound like, like I missed somebody by inches. But um, on that form there was a line that uh, indicated other evidence, uh, which in this case was uh, uh, audio-visual. It was the, the dash cam from the officer's cruiser. And when I saw that, I said, well, I want a copy of that. Um, and it took me a couple of weeks. It cost 25 bucks, but I got a copy, a, a CD of the officer's own dash cam video. Um, and, well, at this point, I need to explain what the law actually says in Colorado, and anybody can look it up, is uh, the motorist has to yield to a pedestrian within the crosswalk. They have to actually be in the crosswalk before they have the right-of-way, not standing beside the border of the crosswalk or approaching it or near it. But somebody has to actually be in the crosswalk before the motorist is required to yield. And even at that, if they're crossing from the motorist's right to left, then once they're out of the motorist's half of the roadway, so if they're in, in front of the oncoming lanes then, you know, the opposite lanes at that point, then you're no longer required to yield to them. Um, it, if they're crossing from your left to your right, you know, coming towards your lanes from the other side of the road, then it becomes a bit of a judgment call because the, the law is worded. It says you have to yield when they're so close as to present a, a hazard. But anyway, in my case, I had photographic evidence from the officer's own dash cam video showing that nobody was in the crosswalk at all as I drove through, so I never should have been sighted. Um, and so I, got, I took that, I, I got an aerial photo of the intersection showing that these bicyclists were about 25 feet away from me as I drove through and you know, that the ticket was totally bogus altogether uh, and, and decided to, to go to court you know, and take my chances. And, uh, but because of the virus scare, they're trying to do all of the court uh, proceedings remotely, have people right. you know, yeah. Zoom sort of thing. Right. And, um, but I was unable to do that for my part because the court said, okay, you, you need to present this video, but we're not going to facilitate that in any way. You have to provide your own playback means which meant I have to, had to borrow a laptop from a friend, and, and so I had to show up in person to make my defense. <clears throat> but the officer was, um, was supposed to zoom in and do it remotely, and, and because of that, then I had to present the officer with all of my evidence ahead of time so that they would be prepared. So I had to make a copy of, of the police department's own video and take it back to them and... <laughs> and present that to them ahead of time, a couple of weeks ahead of time, along with the summary of my defense and, and all my evidence. Well, um, my assumption is that then when the officer reviewed that, that basically she said, oh, well, this guy's got solid proof that I never should have written the ticket. Uh, so on court day, she failed to appear. She didn't hop on the computer and zoom in. So the ticket was dismissed. Um, dismissed uh, without prejudice, which meant that, that the, uh, they could have refiled it, the Windsor PD could have refiled it, but, but they haven't, and it's been six months now, so I think I'm clear on the uh, speedy trial rule. But, um, 
it was interesting to me. I discussed this over the you know the six months with at least a couple of dozen people, friends, neighbors, relatives, coworkers, and nobody knew what the law said. You know, even though we drive through crosswalks every bit, every day, nobody really knew exactly what the law says technically. So I guess my, my big takeaway was that it's a good thing if you get a ticket and you think it's undeserved to actually read the law because it you might not have violated the law. The officer could be totally wrong. And um, and then the, the tip I got about finding the officer's notes, you know, that was that was invaluable. Yes. And and yeah. then the main the other thing I learned was to have your own dash cam because if, if the Windsor PD had lost their video, if somehow they had been unable to provide that to me, you know, I, then it would have been my word against the officers, and you know, I might easily have lost. So yeah. I've, I've got a dash cam in both of my vehicles now at all times, and uh, uh, that's the advice I would give. All right. Well, that was a pretty good story. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. Yeah. Had the time to fight your way through it. That's great. Yes. Yeah. Tenacity. Yeah, the right. Tenacity. Tenacity. Exactly. Yep. Well, and, you know, with most people, probably would not have that kind of time to fight that. Mm-hmm. It's cheaper to pay the $65, and unfortunately, you know, right. and, uh, and so that's a real bummer. Yeah, but I'm well, glad, Jerry, you did that. That's great. My, my work schedule is such I work afternoon shift at a factory, sure. so... Yeah, you're right. Most people couldn't take off right. on, day, on day shift, you know, to go to fight it. Yeah, yeah. So, exactly. Well, well thanks, thanks for the call. Thanks for letting me share that. All right. Well, thank thanks. you. Thanks for the call, Jerry. Appreciate it. All right. With that, we probably – Philip, if you can hang on, we'll, we'll take a quick break, and we'll get you right back. You're listening to Drive Radio with Jeff and Ken and, and Steve and Dennis. A Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. You never enjoy going to the dealership for maintenance because you always get the runaround. You'd much rather give your business to a local independent shop, but you assume you have to go back to the dealership to maintain your service contract. You bought the vehicle there, so you need to get it maintained there too, right? Wrong! Extreme Auto Repair in Parker will honor almost all service contracts. You pay your deductible just like you would at the dealership, and Extreme Auto Repair does the work. Two-time AAA award-winning shop of the year, Extreme Auto Repair in Parker does their best to make your life easier by offering everything you need to maintain your vehicle for as long as you drive it. Fill out the contact form at klzradio.com extreme to find out whether or not Extreme Auto Repair will honor your dealership service contract. Promises kept. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. 
You want to protect your classic car in the event of an accident on the way to a car show or a surprise Colorado hailstorm, but you shouldn't insure your classic car the same way you'd insure your everyday vehicle. Paul Lanigro and his team at Group Insurance Analysts will get you the right coverage for your classic car. Just like with any other form of insurance, Paul and his team at GIA will shop the entire market at no extra charge, hunting for the right coverage at the best price. Remember, GIA works for you, not a specific insurance company, so they have more options. Unlike other forms of insurance, though, you should not insure your classic car based on cash value. You've put a lot of work into that car, so the real value far exceeds the book price. GIA will make sure your vehicle is insured up to a stated value to protect your investment. Get the right insurance from GIA. Call 303-423-0162. Hi, this is Al Smith with Golden Eagle Financial. You're listening to John Rush on Drive Radio because you want to do what's best for your automobile. As a financial advisor who specializes in retirement planning, I help people do what's best for their finances as they enter or prepare for that next phase in their lives. Events like 2008 and COVID-19 have had devastating consequences for many people's retirement savings. A healthcare crisis can derail a well-planned retirement if it's not taken into consideration. When I meet with my clients, we talk about protected growth of their assets and how careful planning can address unforeseen circumstances. For a Zoom meeting with me, Al Smith, or a visit to my office with social distancing, call 303-744-1128 or visit my website, goldeneaglefinancialltd.com. Advisory services offered through Foundations Investment Advisors, an SEC-registered investment advisor. And we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio, and we got three, two lines open, 303-477-5600. We got Philip from Cheyenne. How you doing, Philip? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. All right. Thanks for I holding up a, the break. No problem. I've got two uh, questions for you. One is, I, I bought a Jeep Wrangler two-door about, about a year ago. And it's automatic transmission. And the, the dang thing, every time I go to the stoplight and I'm sitting there, the motor shuts off. And it does have an override, a button that you could push on the dash that overrides it. But every time you shut the car off, you know, and, and get in to drive it later on, it, you have to hit, hit that button all the time. It's just annoying as heck. Mm-hmm. I don't think that thing really saves much gas. And Is there a way to get that shut off? Not legally that I'm aware of. The auto start-stop features, I'm not sure, because I know that shops are, I know shops aren't allowed to disable that system knowingly. No. No, you could be held liable for that. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So that would be considered I, I tampering with emissions? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they consider it an emissions control device. Yes. Oh, it is. Yeah, and that's a pretty hefty fine to disable it. Yep. <laughs> for a shop to do yeah. that and yeah. stuff like that. They're... Yeah. There are probably programmers that you could get and plug in yourself. I'm not saying that you should do that, but um, <laughs> yeah. there. I mean, it's just like pushing the button, basically. But it yeah. probably does yeah. it automatically. But um, I, I don't know that for sure, though. Um, yeah, that. I, I, I mean, guess the closest non-official thing I could say is um, if the if the auxiliary start-stop battery fails. 
then that system will be disabled. Hmm. Yeah. And as an owner, you're probably not required by law to replace that start-stop battery. Although it might set codes, maybe? Probably. True. Yeah. It may not trigger a check engine light, though, as far as an actual light. It might just be a code that's stored. Oh, okay. Sure. Maybe. Sure. So, trying to give you so the workaround you're, that you're right, might exactly. <laughs> keep us out of trouble, too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, when you're saying the stop-start battery, so there's not a battery separate for that. Yes, there, there is. Yes, there, there is. is. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh. And, oh. and basically, and as much as we can tell how those work is, you know how, like, when you pull up to a stop and if, if you shut it off, your lights dim and all that stuff. Yep. Well, they're designed not to do that. And yeah. so all no, the lights right. stay the same when the light when the engine shuts off because so, the alternator's not charging stuff like no. that. So yeah, there is a there's two batteries in that vehicle. Yeah, yeah. I have a I got the new sure. twenty Defender and it's got the start stop thing. And I noticed that if you're sitting at a light and it shuts itself off, if you left lift off slowly on the brake pedal right before the car starts moving or anything, it will fire back up. So there's a, a bit of a range in that brake sensor so that it'll start up ahead of time or if you sit there and just kind of okay. pump the brakes a couple times it'll fire back up for you so right. it makes it a little bit more manageable for for driving the vehicle yeah. so you might yeah. try that too is when you you know maybe play around with something like that philip the thing is i i cannot see that goofy item doing much as far as saving fuel I'm assuming that's what it's for, is to save fuel. Emissions, yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. save fuel and yeah, better emissions. I mean, it. they can classify it as a partially zero-emitting vehicle at that right. point. So, right. So it gets a higher classification, and it helps solve their overall percentage rate and okay. <laughs> emission reduction it's every year. It's all government crap. Yeah, yeah it, right. it's, it's, exactly. it's more yeah. of a benefit yeah. to the companies and, you know, government regulations yeah. than it is, I think, to the end user. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can understand that. Okay, well, my other question is is I um, I travel a lot for my business, and so um, I rent cars quite a bit, and um, and I'm noticing that all these newer cars that I rent have an have a uh, device where if you are like uh, crossing the white line or something like that, it will beep or some of the cars even will will try and steer you back onto mm -hmm. the lane it's right uh -huh. it's, yep. lane assist uh, it's features, really bothersome yeah. to me you know it's really bothersome that the car would try you know try and take control there but the thing is is do you what my question is is so what dictates that car saying hey it's you know they're they're going out of the lane is it the, the the stripes painted mm -hmm. on the road, or yep. is there something else? Nope, stripes on yeah. the road. Yep. That's all it is. That's, they're, yep. they're just monitoring, yep, front and back and sides, basically. Yep. Yeah. yeah, It's all based off of the vehicle's camera systems and proximity and all that yep. stuff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I put one of those so, to a test recently just yep. to see how much it would correct. And, you know, it did okay. for the most part. I mean, I was going around a sweeping cor uh, corner coming out of uh, Castle Rock heading down towards highway 83 and it's yeah. just kind of a kind of a sweeping turn and it did you know it it 
did fairly decent, but you know, I eventually it, it sounded an alarm, and I had to correct it, mm-hmm. you know, to keep from going over that white yeah. line. Yeah. But, um, a lot of that is put on yeah. because customers wanted that, right? And a lot of it is put on because of safety factors that they, like you were just talking about earlier, Jeff, about how the government regulates that. They want mm-hmm. so many safety features on a mm-hmm. car. And, and so all that comes into play when they, when they build these vehicles. Yep. And, and a lot of times customers are the ones really pushing some of that. Sure. They want that because they can't stay in the they, lane. They want to be able to play on their phone as they're yeah, driving exactly down the road. exactly what I was and, thinking. Uh, yeah. 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 I, I yeah. need it. I never seem to stay in my lane. <laughs> my wife is always complaining. Well, lay off the alcohol. We should pick a lane. Pick a lane. So, so it helps me. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, so. yeah. I was in a rental for two weeks, and or I guess a week, and uh, yeah, it was. You know, it was just I just wanted to see how it worked. Mm-hmm. You know, and I put it to put yeah. it to its max. Yeah, I play around so. with them when sure. I get in cars yep. to see what they yeah. do. Yeah, I'm playing yeah. around with mine with the the dynamic cruise control so it doesn't get too close to the car ahead of you. I can't believe the, si- the system in the new Defender. It will actually st- slowly decelerate the car to a complete stop at a, at a stoplight, and then it will follow the car away from the wow. stoplight. Okay. Oh, wow. Huh. All the way back up to the cruise control setting. I was blown away. Yeah. Um, that's, hmm. yeah, so. that's, that's interesting. Well, and, uh, yeah, I was driving my daughter's, she's got a Escape and a 19 Escape, and so I set it going down Parker Road, and I'm I'm driving, and you know, and you could tell when it was getting too close because it would actually apply the brakes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know that person behind me is just irritated. Why don't you just let off the gas? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Any more questions, Philip? Yeah, uh, I do have a, uh, another question on that that same issue. Uh, with that. So it uses the lines to uh, determine where the lanes are. So are there cameras uh mounted on the bottom of the car or on the side of the car or does it just use the cameras in the front and cameras in the back should be just the cameras in the front usually the corner cameras on the front bumper and some of them do have cameras in the side view mirrors but not uh, probably not very many yeah Yeah. and then if you were to lose a line or something like that then it would sound an alarm and just disable everything Okay. Yeah, that's what I had, guys. I appreciate your show. All right. Thanks for calling in. Appreciate it. All right. Yeah, it's amazing what they're doing with technology now. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just, it's more for technicians to try to figure out how to diagnose this stuff. Sure. It's not easy to diagnose some of this stuff and to get it accurate. And everything's linked with everything else. You figure Mm -hmm. that whole system is tied in with the electronic steering, the brakes, everything along those lines. So, you know, uh, stability system, everything. So Yeah, because like Jeff was saying, it starts braking. You know, Mm -hmm. both of you guys were saying that you start braking on the cruise control. You know? Yeah. Yeah, And and that's just amazing to think that the car can be that, that they can make that car do that. Yeah. You know? Exactly. You know, we're we're going to end up, you know how we all talk about how uh, manual transmissions are like the best safety feature uh, or anti-theft device these yeah. days and yeah. how so few people know how to drive a car with a manual transmission. Right. With all these new driver assistance systems out there, you're going to end up having people that don't know how to drive a car that doesn't do it for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <You know? laughs> yeah. That's my fear is we're going to get so lazy that we're not going to know how to do anything. Right. Yeah. Well, we won't. Yeah, we yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll know how to do all this, but still, you're yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just society as a general. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, yeah, I mean, that's crazy. I mean, none of my kids have ever driven a car without analog brakes. Right. You know, I mean, 
you know or you got to really step on it, it yeah exactly yeah. or yeah I mean, or pump the brake yourself right yeah. exactly yeah. yeah or people don't know how to back up because they don't have the camera <laughs> i can't back this up there's no camera yeah well really Do you know what a mirror is you know yeah, the, yeah. they're yeah. all equipped yeah. with it you know we have we have on one of our cars we have the backup mirror and stuff and i never use it i always use the mirrors yeah. My wife goes, why don't you use the backup camera? I says, uh, no. <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, the, the depth perception thing has kind of gone with the camera system. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. as much as they try it. Um, yeah. yeah. But, you know, I'll, I'll, as much as I laugh at all this stuff, it's also really nice, you know. Like it's comfortable. The parking sensors, you know, you're backing up. I mean, you know, it's like, okay, you know, okay, the tone went solid. I know I have more than a foot. Okay, that gives me a little bit more. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the right. one thing about the backup camera that I do like is when you start backing up, it warns you when someone's coming by. Mm-hmm. Where a lot of people are in a parking lot, they're just flying by, and yep. you just never yeah, know right. if you're going to hit them and stuff. Yeah. Know. Well, and like with me backing up, and because, yeah, when I back in at home especially, you know, I'm looking for distance between me and the wall, you know, because yeah. it's wall to wall. So it's, you know, I got to get within that, you know, without tapping it, I, you know, and that works out good in that case. But, um yeah, you know, yeah. pulling into your garage, you know, back in the day, you used to, you know, uh, tennis uh, ball. T- tether the tennis ball from the string <laughs> yeah, right, or, or exactly. try to put little parking blocks on your floor. Now you have all the sensors you need to just yeah. pull in and you yeah, don't exactly. have to have a silly tennis ball hanging from the ceiling. That's yeah. right. So yeah. you get walking, you know, you're walking through and you get hit in the head with it or <laughs> get around your neck or something. <laughs> yeah. you know. All right. With that, we're going to need to take a break. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. The phone number is 303-477-5600. We got Jeff, Steve, and Ken, and Dennis. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, and every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa. Get the good stuff. Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance will make you financially whole. Losing your home or vehicle in a disaster will leave an emotional impact, no matter how much insurance you buy. But it doesn't need to hurt you financially. John Rush personally knows homeowners who have ended up in bankruptcy because they didn't have proper insurance. Even after their houses were completely destroyed, they still had to make mortgage payments. Imagine trying to find a new place to live while still paying a mortgage on your old house, which no longer exists. The same thing has happened to vehicle owners who continue to make payments on totaled vehicles because they didn't have enough coverage to make them financially whole. The personal insurance agent of John Rush, Paul Lewinberger of American National Insurance, will make sure that even in a disaster, you will be made financially whole. Call 303-662-0789 for the coverage you expect. Top auto manufacturers admit that today's high-tech engines on average can use a quart of oil every thousand miles. Why? To meet the government's fuel economy mandates, they use the faster-moving low-tension piston rings that can clog quickly, reducing power, causing poor fuel economy. The performance oil service from BG Products cleans piston rings and restores the fuel system. And it's backed up with lifetime protection for the engine. Ask your service advisor about the BG Performance Oil Service or go to BGFindashop.com. That's BGFindashop.com. BG. John Rush personally uses Novus Auto Glass to maintain his fleet of company trucks. 
all of his trucks tend to be in the same place at the same time on Friday mornings. So every Friday morning without fail, John's local Novus guy comes by to check all of the windshields on his company fleet. That's at least 50 different windshields. On the spot, any new little chip or crack gets immediately repaired. Since John self-insures his glass repair and replacement, Novus offers him a discounted cash price. Even more importantly, John saves a lot of money in the long run by repairing those chips and cracks immediately instead of waiting to replace all of those windshields down the road. He'd much rather pay $40 or $50 per vehicle for regular repairs than pay hundreds or even thousands of dollars to replace each of those windshields. Take care of your company vehicles. Visit drive-radio.com slash Novus now and schedule regular maintenance for your fleet. Novus Autoglass, the inventors of windshield repair. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. We got 303-477-5600. It's the phone number. We got... Three lines open. Just give us a call. We'd appreciate your comments and stuff. We've been talking about lane changer and and uh, you know uh, electronic control. Ele- yeah, the that. electronic assist and I don't know. It's just I I don't care for it myself. But you right. know, because pretty soon we're going to be driving. We don't even have to worry about driving. It'll well, drive you know, itself. Completely self-driving cars are, are I mean kind yeah. of a nice thing, right? If I if I want to go wheeling in Moab and I can. Hop in my car here in Denver and just sleep that sleep drive. Over the pass. Yeah. yeah. And then you're fresh and ready to go. So you can set it to <laughs> yeah. drive overnight. I, I just need to figure out how they're going to sell fuel at the gas station. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, we're going to know that here in what, 2035, I think, was supposed to be completely electric or something. I, no. I just don't see it happening. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't pray see it, it doesn't happen. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'll always own a truck. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, you know, I was talking with John the other week about it is, you know, the, the electrical infrastructure in the, in the state, how are you going to support charging that many vehicles? You're yeah. going right. to, you know, Excel will drop the lower rates overnight because everyone will be charging. So it's not going to be any cheaper probably to charge overnight. Right. You know, there's so many different aspects of it. Is it going to get enhanced and be more popular? Of course, you know, Good technology just supports growth. That's you know that's pretty straightforward. Well, I think what I'll do is I'll just if I have to have an electric car, I'll get the electric charging thing, but I'll get a, ge- a diesel generator to charge that. That's right. Yeah, just tow yeah. it behind. So, yeah. so, so, yeah. so well, <laughs> if you get an all-electric truck and you put the diesel generator in the bed of the truck, yeah, and drive as you're going. There we charge go. as you're oh, driving. Sure. You, there yeah, we go. Yeah. You never run out. That's yeah. you could just drive unlimited. Yeah, and you can use the diesel fuel that you have in your truck to. Power your truck if you need to. Maybe they can make it a little taller, you know, to where you can have electric or diesel. You could be roadside assistance. Yeah. You know, have your gas <laughs> tank and your diesel tank in the back. That's right. Go charge no, somebody but, up. But wait, there's enough infrastructure for those to keep those vehicles rolling. Yeah. But the electric just doesn't. So. Right. Oh, okay. Well, whatever. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. The, the world's a different world. Yeah. Well, yeah. They, they do need to get the... Uh, the mileage on them, you know, if you can, where you can drive farther on a charge. I think John yeah. talks about his uh, bolt, bolt being yeah. maybe maybe 150 miles a day when a during winter, a winter. And in winter, it goes to 100. <laughs> yeah, and that's, you know, you can't you can't take a trip to Glenwood Springs or you're right, to, no, or to Carl Springs and back or yeah. something like that, and not be worried about running out of 
charge. Yeah. yeah. Without your generator. So they still yeah. need that needs to be that's our goal. It needs to be yeah. jumped. Well and then that just makes you know, more lithium, more more battery, more you know, more weight, more you know, and then the more weight you have, the more it takes to get it moving and yeah. stuff like that. So yeah. Isn't that uh isn't that the challenge too is finding enough lithium the rare metals that we need for those batteries. Right. Yeah. I think that is a big issue. Yeah. yeah. I know that the that, that graphene battery technology that they're working on sounds pretty cool. Right now they're working on uh, uh, it's basically a, like a layer of graphene that envelops the the charge discharge uh, area of the lithium batteries, and <clears throat> that is supposed to um, greatly en- enhance the quick charge ability and the quick discharge ability basically doesn't build the battery doesn't build up heat oh, but okay. i don't think right now that that's changing the um actual like capacity of the battery at this oh, point okay okay which i mean that'll be really cool for like you know electric dragsters i guess but there's the fun in that <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah right. like go down the we, track yeah yeah um, they'll, they'll go down the block and back just fine right now so, right, yeah. right right well they'll be accurate <laughs> you know <laughs> They won't be going back and forth. I mean, just step on the gas pedal and hang on. And yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, but and it won't you know. be nothing shifting anymore. Right. Yeah. That's crazy mm-hmm. technology. Yeah. 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 We want it, but then do we? You know, that's. Yeah, it's. It's a matter of like, where does it fit in? You know, and that's one of the things when you when you start dictating what needs to occur rather than having the market dictate what is desired is I think where we see some of the challenges, right? right? Yeah. And, I, and I personally like the idea that, you know, the government has programs out there to support technology growth, um, but that doesn't inherently mean that they're supporting the right growth, you yeah, know, yeah. but it, that's... And the whole aspect of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, I you mean, just don't know. Yeah. Um, but that's part of new, new, new frontiers, if you will, right? It's right. unexplored. Right. You know, I... I thought that the hydrogen fuel cell thing was going to take off a lot more than it has. I thought that yeah. um, 30 years ago when BMW was working on a normal combustion engine that ran on hydrogen, I thought that was going to be a thing. Um, and they, are, they designed their fuel stations and everything. They designed you know the safety tanks for it and everything. And hydrogen's a lot less dangerous than right. people think it is, you know, because right. it's, it's not the whole Hindenburg thing and things blow up. It's, right. it's a lot less dangerous than that. Um, so I, ex- I had thought those things were going to come about more than they did. Yeah. Yep. Just like the propane, when they they were converting trucks to propane, mm-hmm. I thought, uh oh, here we go. This is going to take off. But it's so expensive to change them over. Mm-hmm. It wasn't very cost effective to do it. Yeah. So um, that went away by the wayside pretty quick. Yeah. I remember my father in the seventies thought the. Uh, Wankel, the rotary engine, mm-hmm. was going to take over. They all be rotary engines, and really, yeah. that never, never went either. It's, no. it's interesting how yeah. you you have this idea that it's going to happen, and it just doesn't always pan out. And yeah, I think right. with those, they could never get the emissions down far emissions enough. They were just a real dirty. Those are emissions dirty and, and and longevity. I think with the oh. yeah, because longevity was very long right. of that engine. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And there's probably newer generations that are still sure. being developed that we don't, we know don't even about. know about. Right. right. Yeah, that's true. Um, I, Cummins just recently introduced an engine. Um, I think they're planning on it more for large rigs or whatever. But it's it's an opposed cylinder engine, 
but it's backwards from what we normally think of a single crank in the center and the pistons outward. It's actually two outboard cranks and the pistons facing each other. Okay. Um, and <laughs> yeah, crazy technology, but yeah. a company like Cummins wouldn't have gotten to the point where they actually have a production version of it without the math working. Yeah. Right. You know. Yeah, because just to go into production is very expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And and for them to have to create just you know a couple. Uh, models of that to see how it works would be crazy yeah that's where uh you know the whole computer aided design generation starting in you know starting basically probably in the 80s and 90s but you get now where they can build something a computer system and they're so advanced that they really darn know every physical aspect in real life via the computer right you know it's it's just incredible the the what can be done on that end to engineer a product you know material strengths and densities and finite element analysis and all that it's it's just amazing sure yeah so far beyond what i can comprehend (laughs) right yeah no it's uh yeah i mean yeah everything has to evolve so it's just seeing how how things can create and who's the first to do it and if it works and if it doesn't and you know if it sells if it doesn't yeah Yeah, and they have they have those models that they build with computers to see if it'll work, too. I mean, not only to see if the physical part of it will work, but how will it uh, go out to the public? Mm-hmm. And they know how to to figure out how that'll work and stuff. And they have their I don't know. There's a lot that goes yeah. into building a new vehicle mm-hmm. and, and oh, the yeah. new yeah everything that they get involved with on that stuff is just amazing. Yeah. And if you ever been to a, a plant to see a car getting built have you ever been there uh-uh. no nope, yeah back not. in yeah i because I, I used to work with a, a buick dealership and we went to um they built this buick riata i don't know if you guys ever uh-huh. remember that car yeah and it was all it was 80 percent hand built it didn't last long all right yeah versus being 80 percent robotically built mm-hmm. and they had these these uh platforms that they would sit the car on these trailers i almost and they were they had these lines going every which way and they would push a button and everybody would move they'd move everywhere to every station that they needed to go to next huh. automatically right right yeah and that was that was back in the 90 yeah. early 90s yep. yeah. 92 93 you wow. know and that was amazing to see that happen but now i can't imagine what it looked like in a no. right did you it, see um richard hammond had that uh, tv show i think it was big engineering or build it big or something like that and they did a special on the volkswagen audi plant in germany oh my god it's like it's something like four miles wide by six miles long and you know sixty thousand employees or something like that and um they said they do the the just-in-time inventory where they have about six hours worth of inventory at that plant at any one point in time that's it that's it and they you know they have so many people there they have their their own um you know what bavarian sausage whatever manufacturing in-house and they're the largest like sausage manufacturer (laughs) in the country (laughs) i mean it's if you get a chance go onto like youtube or whatever if you can see it or whatever it is a most incredible sight to see the mix of you know computers and, and robots and humans and the workflow um it really is very very incredible all right. With that, let's just uh, we're going to go to a break. Um, you're listening to Drive Radio with Jeff and Kevin and Steve. I think you're going to be heading out. Take off and let you guys continue on. on your own. Oh. All right. <laughs> so stay with us. You're listening to KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough. 
Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.